welcome in to a live edition of Dolphins Today. And I'm trying to keep the spirits up. I know that game in Germany didn't go the way we all had hope. We're licking our wounds a little bit, but that's what the bye week is for, my friends. We're going to get healthy, and of course, I'm referring to the Miami Dolphins. We're going to come back better than ever, turning the page into the second half of the season. But just because it's a bye week doesn't mean there's not some intriguing topics to dive into, starting with the latest injury news. And I will level with you, it's some positive injury news that we can get excited about it. There is no doubt about that. Now, with it being the bye week, right at the halfway point, I think it's a perfect time to have a couple of progress reports, some report cards out there, right? Let's reassess some potential depth chart changes that we might see after the bye with a little stock up, stop down type of conversation. We'll find out exactly who is playing well at the halfway point of the season and who we need a little bit more out of. And of course, it's an Ask Anything mailbag. So if you're pumped up, let me know because I'm pumped up because I'm working with the one and only on the ones and twos, Jeremy Chugs. How the hell are you, bro? Let's freaking go. I'm doing great. My black eyes, they're almost gone. So <laughs> clear eyes, full hearts. Listen, we were, I don't think you were with us on Dolphins Live last <laughs> week, which the people might not know, and I hate to make you relive what exactly happened to you, but you're a tough guy. You can handle it. Yeah. I, uh, I fainted. That is so crazy. I fainted, and I fell on my face, got a couple shiners. I my nose is almost a huge schnoz. It's almost uh, fixed up. <laughs> But I'm you handle it like a champ, though. I'm like, back. I'm better than ever. My ticker's doing good. I'm eating honey nut cheerio. There Cheerios, you so go. There you go. Because it's not about if you fall. It's whether or not you get back up. Oh. And Jeremy Chugs, my friend, you are so, the perfect example of that. I fell here in Dallas. We're here in Dallas. Where are you at right now? <laughs> I like that. Shout out your city. Yeah, let's get the pro keep the program going, Rima. Shout out your city. Let us know in the comments. We got 42 people hey. tuning in. And nobody is, is my chat not working? What the heck's going on out here? It's one of those Vince Lombardi moments. What the hell's going on out here? Why am I not seeing anybody's chat? There we go. There we go. What's up, Finn's fam? Demetrius is in the house. Mr. Monkey, Zealous Smoke, Ruski is in Fresno, California. Y-A-J-D-I-D, Northwest Iowa. Nice Ooh. area. Chugs, I've been told I say Iowa weird. Is that I Iowa? Is that is that do I have an accent when I say Iowa? Maybe a little bit. A little bit? Okay. Well, even no matter if it's Iowa or Iowa or wherever you're at. You can use game time. Oh, look at that. No doubt about it. Hey, I know we're halfway through the NFL season, but if you want to wait to the last minute to get your tickets, game time is the app for that. It's the only ticketing app you'll need. You know, we got a special deal for you using that promo code FINS chat when you create an account for $20 off. Game time, the best ticketing app. Great for concerts as well, not just football games. So oh, yeah. Whether or not the Dolphins are at home at Hard Rock Stadium or on the road, or you got to use game time. On a bye week. Hey, absolutely. What? Maybe, maybe, just maybe you got some plans to go see a different team play. What are your plans for this bye week? I asked earlier before we took the air, 
Are you still watching football on Sunday? Or is, do you use the Dolphins bye week as kind of that Sunday refresh? You know, I know in the Midwest, um, cider mills, pumpkin patches, all those fall things. I know we're into November now, but you can still get after some of those fall activities. Is, this what, is that what you use for the bye week Sunday? Let me know. What are your bye week plans? And uh, Chugs, I know you you got a number of teams that you're sporting and following. Do you have any Miami Dolphins bye week plans? Um, for this bye week, I mean, just watching more NFL action. College, football. College football is finally getting to a point where we're not watching Alabama play Valdosta State. So <laughs> there college you go. football Saturday should be a great, you know, great. Yeah, there's some good matchups, me. no doubt. And Friday. Uh, I cover local high school football here in the state of Texas. So Friday, we'll be checking out some high school playoff That's action. right. First round. First round of the playoffs. No doubt about it. You got to love that. I love some of the chats that we've got in here from Y-A-J-D-I-D. Bye week means getting to watch Red Zone. Love when I can watch Red Zone when the Dolphins are not in that slated time. That's a great. Yeah. That's, that's a football guy right there. That's I, a football I, guy. I, you got to love that. I agree with that. A little bit of red zone and maybe uh, maybe f around and uh, and put in some prize picks. Hey, there you go. What well, what what would happen? What how does that work there, Chugs? Just go to prizepicks.com/slash/clns code clns for a hundred dollar deposit match. Daily fantasy sports, but I mean, with everything going on, with all the games going on this weekend, if you're just chilling, it makes watching the games so much more fun. If you're gonna go on red zone, especially. Yeah, because they'll be showing you. Maybe you got a prize pick for more touchdowns, and they're in a red zone. And, you know, let's flash into this game. And, oh, my player is going for more on his touchdowns. That is exhilarating. Almost as exhilarating as Dolphins today. A live edition. That link's in the chat. One more time, prizepicks.com slash CLNS. Shout out to our sponsors. You got to love it. Couple more bye week plans in the chat. Ooh, also, Daniel's high school is in the playoffs. Let's nine go and, nine and one. Let's hey, go. You gotta love that. Let's you, go, Daniel. You gotta love that. I am thinking that uh, <laughs> Daniel's team is gonna win a state championship. Where? What state are you? Uh, are you competing in there, Daniel? I I think high school football is one of the most purest, most American. Oh, I love high of, school. Football. Of it's just it's so refreshing to every year watch. The, I mean, it is. What was that Kenny Chesney song? The boys of fall. That's one of my all-time favorite country songs. You got to love that. Woo! All right, what else we got going? Oh, Dalton, I see your question. Put hashtag dolphins in your question so we can get it in our mailbag later on in today's show. We've got that going on. Dustin's from Ohio. One of those. One of those guys. No, no, no. I, I got Florida football over Texas football. Oh, Sorry. let's hey, get some fighting words so in the chat there. I, I will say there's three states that I think produce the best college football prospects. Or I guess high school football prospects. It's Texas. No doubt. It's Florida. And I think it's California. Oh, California. Sneaky one in there. Pennsylvania's really good. Yep. Alabama has some good high school football as well. Illinois. They, there's some, oh, there's Ohio. Some oh, yeah, yeah. The, the people in football. the chat would get so mad but if we didn't mention it's Ohio. It's Texas and Florida, one and two. And then there's a drop-off. It's Texas and Florida. 
Yeah, I, I, I would agree with that. I would agree with that assessment. But, all right, we got 44 people watching. We only got 16 people that have liked this video. You guys know the rules around here. We can't get going with some sags until we like this video. So if you're watching, you haven't liked yet, just exit out of that chat. It takes two seconds. doesn't cost you anything. And that way, the bosses at Chat Sports, the YouTube algorithm, all those Friendly, friendly folks will be on board with Dolphins today live. So 44 people watching and oh, 19 Dan likes. Daniel's in the state of Florida with his 9-1 high school football team. There you go. And, yep, Florida has seven teams in the top 25 in US, USA Today nationally ranked. I see Zachary LaRose in the chat because I saw the VT and my – First thought was Virginia Tech, but then I knew that was not a state Vermont. of... Yes, yes, Vermont. Thank you, Chuck. Well, it's getting there. Was well, getting there. But when you see that in, you know, it's just, I'm just so used to thinking VT, Virginia Tech. All right, let's get it going with the likes. All right, we're getting up to 23, Quick. but first we got to ask you, what is the strength of this Dolphins team? What do you think? That's a great question because in my overreaction Monday segment if you haven't caught that it's on the channel i asked this exact same question because based on you know recency bias i'll call it what it is but the dolphins more recent games you would say this defense is really progressing well under vic fangio and could perhaps be the strength of this team but there are just far too many weapons on offense and we know we've seen it when it clicks uh, that it is i mean the defense held the Chiefs to zero points in the second half. Yeah, yeah. Four, uh, two total touchdowns. I mean, offensive touchdowns because the one touchdown for their 21st points was the Arguably the best quarterback in the NFL. But I, I want to hear what the chat has to say. Let me know. Type O for offense, D for defense. What do you think is the stronger side of the ball? I mean, I think it's the defense. Right now, right now, I think you could make that case. I think it's more well-rounded. Yeah, and the defense is getting so so much healthier. There's still some injuries on the offensive line that we're going to talk about. The offense should get even more healthy with the return of some really important pieces that we're going to talk about as well. But that secondary, the way Javon Hollins played at the safety position, paired with Xavier Howard and obviously Jalen Ramsey, and the emergence of Cater Kohu has been yeah. really well, impressive. Cater Kohu. A lot of people know him from last year, came onto the scene a little bit as well. Like, he's been playing pretty good. He kind of was up and down last year, had some really good showings, had some not-so-good showings last year. But Cater Kohu, a guy from, I mean, you would appreciate this. Oh, a yeah, small Texas A&M Commerce, absolutely. A&M Commerce. Actually mm -hmm. covered a high school uh, playoff game there once. Okay, but, nice yeah, stadium, the uh, Lions, right? Yeah, the Lions. <laughs> pretty uh, okay stadium. But, um, I mean, a smaller school guy stepping in his rookie season, playing with the best of the best, I mean, yeah. Yeah, that's and the other thing that uh, Vic Fangio in, you know, he's, I, I forget what, I think it was Javon Holland that said he's been coaching defense longer than I've been alive. There is kind of a book out on Vic Fangio that he finds guys that fit in his system. And I don't want to overstate and say he he. He plays favorites, but he makes it known what who his guys are. Cater Kohu's one of his guys. I mean, no doubt. We have some O's, but the D showed up last week. Uh, D from Kelly. O from Zach. Ruski says defense is the strength as of right now. The offense needs work. 
I mean, I just feel like Mike McDaniel, obviously an amazing offensive mind, but it's just this offense is just week-to-week basis. You don't know what you're going to get. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's a one little... week they're going to put up 70, and then the next week they put up 14. Like, yeah. Yeah, and they're all, we're going to talk about this as well, but the Chiefs brought a ton of pressure. And not and the and that's not a knock on the offensive line, but it was additional pressure, you know, things like blitzes from the corner, from uh, the secondary and that sort of thing that seemed to kind of cause Tua some, some issues. So that will obviously be an adjustment during the bye week is how and can this Dolphins team... I know everybody's going to be like, oh, two, like two is inconsistent, two of this, two of that. I also feel like this whole offense though like the run game the run game really didn't seem to get going as much against the Chiefs as it has before obviously you don't have Devon Achan but for long for that now that could change yes for now how about that how about that speaking of that Chuck should we get this thing going or oh, I think so what let's do it are you guys ready to get this going let's do it like this video so we can start the show and get after it the way we do on Dolphins Today. Special live edition on this Wednesday. Really glad to have everybody tuning in. Shout out to the realest of the real. And shout out to our recent subscribers. Because let me tell you this. And, and Chugs, you'll appreciate this. Our watch party on Sunday against the Chiefs. Now, I know the outcome was not what we wanted. But we did our part here on Dolphins Today over 1,200, that's right, I did not stutter, 1,200 new subscribers from hey. Sunday alone. So if you're one of those new subscribers, shout out. Thanks for joining Dolphins Today, the fam that we are, the YouTube community that we are, and your one-stop shop for all things Dolphins Today, live videos, watch parties, and of course, daily Dolphins content. So Chugs, are we ready to do this? I think we're ready to go. Let and then without further ado, let's get it going. Dolphins today live. Let's try that again. Wait, Dolphins. Yeah, let's try that again. I hit the wrong button. I hit the wrong button. <laughs> Dolphins today. Tomatoes in the chat. Tomatoes in the chat. Bad on me. Bad on me. There we go. Going. Hey, it's another edition of Dolphins Today, and time to get you updated on the latest injury news as the Dolphins enter their bye week. And there's a lot to get to because the bye week could not come at a better time. Right in that halfway mark of the season, Dolphins 6-3 and three in first place in the AFC East. Not a bad spot to be. So let's start with some news on the offensive line as it relates to the health of this offensive line that has been bitten by the injury bug all season long. This from Barry Jackson, one of the best beat writers in all the land, talking about Robert Hunt, who missed that game against the Kansas City Chiefs in Germany with the hamstring injury. He was seen walking around well. Everyone's hopeful of a return after the bye. But the reader's asking on hard knocks, talking about, of course, the Dolphins going in as the in-season team on hard knocks. A little bit of that to come later on. There's still the filming going on and all that good stuff, but it won't be a distraction for this team during the bye week. But Robert Hunt walking around, 
good news there. So just to give you an update on him, he started the first eight games at right guard. Remember, the right side of the line, not necessarily as uh, as impacted by the injury bug. It's the left side that's been troublesome so far, but he was injured in that Week 8 matchup against the New England Patriots. But Robert Hunt has been arguably one of the more consistent and productive players for this Dolphins offensive line. You see it there, only one sack allowed. Really impressive. He's been asked to do a lot, and he's done it very well and has performed swimmingly and exceeded, in my my expectations and probably a lot of yours as well, just the one penalty as well. And I don't get too crazy about the pro football focus grades. However, let's take a look at them. They are a way to benchmark, especially on the offensive line. You know, you're not going to see the touchdown stats or the rushing stats, that sort of thing. And the offensive line obviously works as a unit. But Robert Hunt's pro football focus grades are impressive in an eight-game sample size. The run blocking grade, you see it there. The pass blocking grade, very, very consistent in the overall grade averaged out at the 73.4, and that's in 453 snaps. So again, not a small sample size, a very, very representative sample size for what Robert Hunt has been able to do. From one Robert to the next, Robert Jones, who left the game against the Kansas City Chiefs, and many feared it was going to be a long-term knee injury. And I think anytime an offensive lineman leaves with a knee injury, I think human nature is to kind of maybe assume the worst. And fortunately for Robert Jones, Mike McDaniel spoke on the record in his press conference earlier in the week saying he's week to week. And just about everybody around Robert Jones believes that surgery will not be needed. So really important that there on Robert Jones. Now, back to Robert Hunt. Again, from one injured player to another, will not need surgery and likely not on injured reserve week to week moving forward. So good news there as well. Take a look at Jones's stats. The two games played in a backup role and filling in. He's filled in admirably 105 snaps and has not allowed a sack. Now he has been penalized twice, but again, he has filled in admirably for this Dolphins offensive line. And while we're at it, let's go ahead and take the pulse with a little report card from this offensive line in a nine-game sample size because many believed it would be the weakness of this team, but it is not, in fact, the case. They have been a strength of the Dolphins offense, and in particular, the way they've been able to protect Tua Tungavailoa. In fact, you see it right there on the screen. Fourth fewest sacks allowed in the National Football League. Ninth best pass blocking unit. Again, that's according to Pro Football Focus, so we don't want to go too crazy with that, but again, it's one more measuring stick in the progress that this offensive line has made. And they've been banged up. They've been doing it by committee, which you got to appreciate. Six different O-line combinations have started in the nine games. So a little bit of good, a little bit of bad, this, that, and the other, and it leads us to our confidence level in the Dolphins' offensive line. Let me know in the comments. Need you to scale it one through ten. Your confidence level in this Dolphins of Dolphins offensive line moving forward for the rest of the season. Coming up, we'll talk more injury updates because there are plenty more to get to. Both some good news and 
you know, some wait and see news. But first, I got to give a huge shout out to today's presenting sponsor, and that's Prize Picks. You guys hear me talk about Prize Picks all the time, and here is what you need to know it's the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. So if you're like me and your fantasy team sucks, not to worry. Daily Fantasy Sports is a much better platform for you. And PrizePix is the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform. So you know you've got the best library of picks that you're working with. And here's how it works. You simply pick more or less on a player's projected stat line. Do it every Sunday with the Dolphins, which is always a good time. And obviously, I'm almost always picking more. But do it for yourself. Try it at prizepix.com CLNS. We always make it easy on you. We put that link in the chat as well as the description. It's prizepicks.com slash CLNS. And for being a Dolphins fan, a Dolphins Today subscriber, we've got a $100 deposit match waiting for you. That's prizepicks.com slash CLNS. Now, staying on the offensive side of the ball, who can forget River Craycraft and the positive impact he had on this team early in the season from the wide receiver position? He went on injured reserve, but he is trending towards a return. Mike McDaniel spoke about that return earlier this week to the media, and here's what he had to say. He's had a couple of good weeks of practice. He hasn't had any setbacks. He's chomping at the bit to come back, probably show his face here sooner rather than later. But you got to love Mike McDaniel. Always keeping us guessing a little bit, never providing that absolute timeline as he stays away from any absolutes in regards to timelines with the injury updates. But, you know, it's probably good news when the head coach says we're going to be seeing his face sooner rather than later. And Craycraft's not a huge stat guy by any means. A little bit of a role player in the wide receiver room, but in his first three games, he had some production. Six receptions. Now, those six receptions are on eight total targets, so the percentage numbers there are really good. On those six receptions, 87 yards and a touchdown as well. So again, it's not going to be that headliner guy that you have to game plan for, but certainly somebody that makes a positive impact for this Dolphins team. So I ask you this, does River Craycraft play in Week 11 against the Raiders? Let me know in the comments. Type Y for yes or N for no. Now, we talked about it yesterday. We talked about the day before, and I'm still getting comments on it, which I love, shows the passion of Dolphins today and the Dolphins fan base. But we all want to know, when is Devon A. Chain returning? Devon A. Chain has been an exceptional running back that's burst onto the scene. And good news, as we mentioned yesterday, it is sooner rather than later. Devon A. Chain nearing a return. And look at the numbers. I always jump to this one. 12.1 yards per carry. Are you kidding me? Just incredible in a very small four-game sample size. But this Dolphins offense has not been the same without him. And Devon Achan, in all indications, are that he'll play in that game against the Raiders following the Dolphins' bye week. And what a duo that backfield is when he and Raheem Mostert are both at it. Look at the production when those two are toting the rock for the Dolphins, and again, the yards per carry for Achan is just insane. But Raheem Mostert, those 11 rushing touchdowns are tied with Christian McCaffrey for the most in the NFL, and he has been impressive. 
And we know about the breakaway speed with both these guys, two of the fastest players in the NFL, Tyreek Hill right there with them. But that 76-yard run by Devon Achan against the Denver Broncos, that, that's the one you plug in on the highlight tape. Just incredible stuff there. So one more time for Devon Achan from Barry Jackson. So far, so good. That was the terminology that Mike McDaniel used. And he said, quote, hasn't been any reason to think he will be on IR any longer. And he's eligible to return in that game against the Raiders. So you got to love that. Because what a boost that will be to the running back room. Now, this running back room has had a little bit of its ups and downs. Been a little bit of a roller coaster. Raheem Mostert, the unquestioned RB1. You got to believe when A-Chan comes back, he's RB2. And then who will step up to be RB3 Will it be Jeff Wilson or Savan Ahmed? Now, early in the year, Savan Ahmed was taking some reps. We saw him a little bit in that game against the Chiefs, but we saw more of Jeff Wilson. But I don't think either one has necessarily solidified themselves enough as RB3, which means I'm going to leave it up to you. you got to let me know who is this team's RB3. Type JW for Jeff Wilson or SA for Savan Ahmed, let me know in the comments. Now, to the defensive side of the ball. Brandon Jones was not able to play in that game against Kansas City. He was in concussion protocol and missed out on the trip to Germany, which is a bummer because he's played really well. Remember, he underwent that, that hit from Juju Smith-Schuster in the game against the Patriots near the end there. He was going up for an interception when Juju Smith-Schuster of the Patriots kind of lowered his head into him. But point being, Brandon Jones has played really well so far this season, but is in the midst of being in concussion protocol. But he practiced today in a very limited, limited role. Of course, those bi-week practices, as you know, much more of a walkthrough than anything else. He was in a red, contact, red no contact jersey. But good to see Brandon Jones back on a football field nonetheless. Because when you pair him... With some of the other talented safeties that this team has, it's part of what makes this defense, and in particular, the secondary, really, really stand out. Javon Holland's been excellent. Deshaun Elliott's filled in well in the absence of Brandon Jones. And you've got Elijah Campbell there for depth as well. So I feel good about the safety room. There is no doubt about that and feel really good with Brandon Jones trending towards coming back. And really, that's the theme of all of this, is the Dolphins are getting healthy during the bye week, and you feel really good about the direction of this team. You would love for them to get a big comeback win against the Chiefs, of course. But 6-3, first place in the AFC East. I think if anyone was presented with that for the first nine games, We'd all sign up and sign our names to that. Oh, yeah, let's do it. Everything's in front of this team, and I'm looking forward to seeing them embrace this second half of the season, starting with the Week 11 matchup against the Las Vegas Raiders. So let's keep that conversation going. I'll read some of the comments of who your RB3 who, is. Who is your RB3? Well, Chugs, I'm so glad you asked. Because this is one of those things, I'm like the flip-flop, flip-flop, flip-flop. I've gone back and forth. Snip, snap, snip, snap. snap. Yes, exactly. You have no idea the physical toll. No. So I liked Jeff Wilson, the idea of Jeff Wilson, if you will. He started the season on IR. 
He has a little bit more of a proven resume in the past. And so I was kind of banking on Jeff Wilson being that guy, especially when you look at his production from a year ago, over 800 yards rushing. I thought he'd be able to kind of pick up right where he left off type of thing. But I got to admit, he looked a little, not, I don't, I don't want to say slow, but just not quite I, himself yet. I see this comment in there, NY baseball guy, who cares? Mostert and A-chan is all we need. Well, you know why you should care, NY baseball guy? Yeah. Because both those guys have been injured. Where have you been, <laughs> NY baseball guy? What do you mean, who cares? What, what are you going to do? First round of the playoffs, Mostert gets hurt, A-chan is hurt. NY baseball guy, oh, it doesn't matter. Yeah, depth at any position, but especially. Wake up! Yes, wake up. Especially wake up! at the running back position because every time – a ball carrier has the ball, and I don't want to get you know too philosophical here, but you just never know. Those injuries can happen out of nowhere. I mean, look at Achan. After the conclusion of the game against the Giants, nobody knew that he was hurt. It came out on Tuesday that of the following week that he was injured. So there is really uh, you know a lot of unpredictable nature in, within in the national baseball football guy. Just some bad takes. He said <laughs> we lose without Achan or Mostert. Yeah. I mean, you don't lose every time you're without A-chan. You, have you lost every single game without A-chan? Exactly. No. Exactly. Exactly. And Mostert, look, Mostert has been that back that it almost seems like when he and A-chan were that one-two punch, that, that obviously that, that's when they were at their best. But a running back by committee, and not even by committee, but depth to the running back position is never a bad thing. And I know, you know what, the book's not out on Savan Ahmed either. Just because he didn't look necessarily overly explosive in the give last me, couple of games. Give me JW. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't mind that. I mean, don't mind that. Mean Green, stand yeah. up. Yeah. Mean I was, Green, stand I, up. I was waiting for that. I was waiting for when's the real reason you're going to announce to the people why you're such a big Jeff Wilson fan. That's oh, cool, though. UNT legend. That's right. That's right. And he's just good. He is. Jeff Wilson, he's a good, you know, second, third option. I think, I think you're okay if you have Jeff Wilson as your RB3. No doubt. No doubt. It speaks to the depth of this team. But how are we feeling, everybody? Let's get it up in here a little bit. We are in the Studio J for Jake oh. Rima, Jeremy Chuggs, and we are feeling good on a Wednesday. Yes, Chef. Chef says, what's good, Jake, Jeremy, and everyone? How are you all doing tonight? Check your pulse. Fins up. Yeah. I have one thing to say to that. Yes, chef. Yes, chef. I love that. Chef. Chef. Chef Ju. Am I pronouncing that correctly? You got to believe so. I said HN and Mostert. Actually, the other guy who's injured is better than them both. Ahmed and. Oh, Chris Brooks. Yeah, that's another one. Chris Brooks on IR right now. Undrafted rookie out of BYU. Yeah. I mean, you just. That, that's loser mentality. It's got to be next man up. What, what, football, what, what football team is, their slogan is, hope the first guy doesn't get hurt. It's next man up. That's the mentality. There is no doubt about that. But after the bye week, you know, Chugs, it's kind of like there's some guys with their stock up a little bit, kind of their, yeah. their stock down. Should that be something we talk about? I think we should. I think we should do a little stock up, stock down. I'm down for it. Are you down I'm for up it? for it. Oh! 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 oh wow! I, I, I probably got way too, way too wow. excited for that. Also, that that's a good. Do you say I'm down for that or I'm up for that? I'm down. I say both, but I think, like, 
hey, do you want to get uh, Chick-fil-A takeout tonight? Yeah, I'm up for that. Or Yeah, I'm down for that. I'm down. I'm down. I think so, too. Yeah. 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 All right, let's 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 get into the segment. It's starting to get weird, kind of like kissing your sister right now. So. That is a big jump. Yeah, let's do the segment thing. Let's do it. Let's do it. Stock up, stock down. Next. And on this edition of Dolphins Today, we're diving into whose stock is up and whose stock is down following the bye week because we're at that halfway point in the season. We got the halfway progress report. You know, you go home to your parents, and here's what I'm doing well, here's what I'm not doing well. Obviously, you know, players aren't going home to their parents, but you know what I'm saying. Let's talk a little stock up, stock down for these Miami Dolphins, who are 6-3, first place in the AFC East, entering the bye week. A lot to get to, and I'm a, I'm a positive guy. You guys know that about me. I'm a positive guy, so let's start with a player whose stock is on the rise, and this might be the most obvious one given his production early in the season. So we've been talking all week about how excited we are for Devon Chan to make his return to the lineup, and this, again, the stock up is based on what he's done earlier in the season, but when you think of the Dolphins' offense and kind of how they need a boost, they need that spark, Devon Achan is that guy, and his stock is climbing through the roof, and if you bought stock in Devon Achan at the beginning of the season, you are a smart, smart person because he's been one of the best despite being injured in that game against the Giants. Look at the stats there. 460 yards rushing on just 38 carries. If that doesn't, we should, we should put that in flashing lights. 38 carries, 460 yards, 12.1 yards per carry. Incredible. Now, in the last three games, the Dolphins' offense went from being the best in the National Football League, and they're still in the upper echelon, of course, but the production has not been there. Week 7 against Philadelphia, 45 yards. Week 8 against New England, 78 yards, being held under the century mark in both of those games. Now, they did beat New England, but obviously that's an inferior opponent. Week 7 against the Eagles, we know how that one went. Not great. Philadelphia got the dub. And most recently, against Kansas City, technically the Dolphins were the away team. And I know everyone in the comments will yell at me, the game was played in Germany! So that's why I put it on the screen there. 117 yards, but the majority of that came in the third and fourth quarter, so the second half, there was no rushing attack in the first half for the Dolphins. Now, it's a little bit of a different story with Devon Achan in the lineup, and it's not just one guy. Obviously, the offensive line play has a lot to do with that, the overall play calling as well, the strength of schedule, all that factors into it, but the numbers still jump off the page at you. Week two against New England, 145 yards, and week three, yes, statistical outlier, 70 points, 10 touchdowns, 350 yards rushing, insane. But against Buffalo, even in a losing effort, the first half, the offense was good, and that had a lot to do with the rushing attack. And then week five against the Giants, Achan busted some long runs in that game as well. 222 yards rushing, really impressive. So let me know in the comments if you're ready for Devon Achan to come back. Spam those two eights. Number 28, the rookie out of Texas A&M, Devon Achan, making his return. By all indications, again, he hasn't officially been taken off IR, but that is the belief around the Miami Dolphins. And the more likes we get, you know how it works, the more likely he is to play in that game against the Raiders. So I've got 
Devon Achan with my stock up. Now, stock down. We're going to flip-flop a little bit here. Eli Apple. And this is nothing personal against Eli Apple, but I think the writing was a little bit on the wall in terms of what his role with this team was going to be. He signed a one-year deal in the offseason, and that was because Jalen Ramsey got hurt. The Dolphins needed depth at the cornerback position. And I'm not knocking Eli Apple. You know, make say what you will about his personality, about his career. And he is, I mean, this is a former first round pick that was very, very highly thought of out of Ohio State. And again, he signed that one year deal in the offseason for Miami. And the production is, I wouldn't even say it's limiting, but again, the writing just kind of seems to be on the wall with Eli Apple. He was the only active player in Sunday's game against Kansas City that did not see the field, not once, did not see the field, other than, of course, Mike White, the backup quarterback, but that's, that's obviously there. You get no ball. Backup quarterback's not going to play. So Eli Apple, I think the fact that he didn't play at all against Kansas City tells you a lot, especially with Jalen Ramsey back fully healthy, Xavier Howard back fully healthy, and like we said about Tater Kohu earlier, that's a guy who Vic Fangio really likes to utilize in that nickel protection package, in that dime package, and Cater Kohu's kind of stepped in and emerged as that next corner. So, it's kind of simple here. Let me know what you think. Does Eli Apple play again this season for the Dolphins? Type Y for yes or N for no. Now, another player in the secondary whose stock has really rose, just ask pro football focus, is Javon Holland. Now, that's a guy that this defense can almost be built around. He has played exceptional all season long. And my opinion is that as he continues to get more and more comfortable in Vic Fangio's system, he's only going to continue to make more and more plays. Now, again, I've said this. I don't necessarily use pro football as my Bible. But when you've got the highest rated player in the National Football League at any position, you got to take note, and that is Javon Holland. He is the highest graded safety according to Pro Football Focus. And that's a guy that is making plays and has kind of found his role as the leader of the secondary from the safety position. Obviously, Jalen Ramsey, leader of the corners, Xavier Howard, a wealth of experience back there. But Jay, Javon Holland fitting in nicely has also been really good against the run as well. Want to thank our proud presenting sponsor of today's show, and that's Game Time. So shout out to Game Time. It's the only ticketing app you will need. Great for football games. Great for any sport. Hoop season just started. And, of course, concerts as well. Any live event, Game Time is the app you need. And like I said the other day, it rewards being a procrastinator, which is great for me because I am a procrastinator. If you wait to the last minute, no problem. You can get the best deals with the lowest price guaranteed even on the day of the event. Let me say that again just in case you weren't paying attention. Lowest price guaranteed even on the day of the event. The app is super easy to use as well. You get a nice, clear, high-definition picture of where your seat will be at. And it's just a couple clicks of the button. And before you know it, you and your crew are rolling to a game, even if it's last minute. So don't wait. Download the Game Time app today. Take the stress out of buying tickets for live events and use that promo code FINSCHAT, P 
P-H-I-N-S-C-H-A-T, for $20 off. And Now, terms do apply, but download that GameTime app. Use promo code FINSCHAT, $20 off with your first purchase when you create an account and use that promo code FINSCHAT. And don't worry, we got your back. We're putting that link in the description as well. So shout out to GameTime, the only app you'll need for any live events, tickets to baseball, football, basketball, soccer, hockey, you name it. Of course, concerts as well. Game Time is the app for you. Now, as we've discussed at length, the running back room has a lot of talented guys. And with the return of Devon Achan, that means some guys might be the odd man out. We've seen Jeff Wilson and we've seen a little bit of Savan Ahmed in that third running back role. And I think the tail of the tape is out there and tells you that Savan Ahmed's stock might be going down a little bit. Now, this is my opinion, but he started the season as RB2, of course, before Devon Achan. Really, I mean, yes, we saw Devon Achan in the preseason, but we didn't know he'd be what he is. And it was a little bit of limited production even when Devon Achan was out of the lineup. The last couple of games, really since week five against the Giants, we haven't really seen a ton from Savan Ahmed. He hasn't taken that RBT, RB2 role by the horns. And like I mentioned, you can't forget Jeff Wilson and even Chris Brooks, who is on IR right now. That's the tale on Savan Ahmed. And kind of my hunch is that his stock is down a little bit in a very full running back room. So most are your unquestioned RB1. Just look at the numbers. And when A-Chan comes back, I mean, it's basically having like, like having two RB1s. And I do think Jeff Wilson is that more proven, versatile, capable RB3 back, meaning Savan Ahmed is kind of in the rearview mirror there at RB4. So stock down a little bit on Savan Ahmed. Now, this one's fun. Eh, fun is fun's a strange word, but bear with me here. Chase Claypool, if you ask Jake Rima, I might have put the arrow the other way as stock down. But some are saying the stock is up. And so that's why we need to discuss it. If it were just me, I'd say stock down. But this quote from Mike McDaniel, and obviously he's a pretty important person to ask. Am I right? The head coach? Take a look at what he had to say about Chase Claypool. He's really growing immensely. And a couple of guys battling through stuff during the game, referring to the Kansas City game. It's to his credit how he's really jumped in with this group and gone full tilt to learn as many positions as possible. When he's been up, he's had an important role and done well with that. So the way the head coach is talking about him, and he goes on to say in this past game, he had to kind of expand on that. So to his credit, he's been 100% all into this team, and his teammates have embraced him, and he's going to continue to get better and more comfortable he is. Now, that tells you a lot, does it not? Because again, I probably would have said stock down on Chase Claypool. But when the head coach has glowing remarks about you, and as you get more and more acclimated, more and more comfortable with this offense, the opportunities seem like they're going to be there for Chase Claypool. So I've reversed my, again, admittedly this morning, I said Chase Claypool stock down. But after reading McDaniel's comments, I've reversed my stance on it. And because of the way this coaching staff feels about Chase Claypool, I'm putting stock up. But let's ask you for a second, what do you say about Chase Claypool? 
Be honest with me. Is Chase Claypool stock up or down? It's real simple. Let me know in the comments by typing up or down. That's all you got to do. And we'll find out even more where Chase Claypool is at as the Dolphins continue with the upcoming schedule after the bye week. It's, uh, it's tough in some parts. It's definitely tough to close it out. But by all indications, a very winnable game in Week 11 against the Raiders. You got the Jets twice, obviously being a divisional AFC East opponent. Very winnable game in Washington against the Commanders. Week 14, you take on a Titans team that... Uh, We'll see, but uh, maybe the Will Levis honeymoon will be over by then. And then down the stretch they come. What a tough way to finish. But an opportunity for the Dolphins to prove who they are as a team. Taking on the Cowboys and then in Baltimore, followed by a Week 18 showdown with potential playoff implications on the line against the Buffalo Bills. If you love the Dolphins like I do, you got to subscribe to the channel because we are growing. We are growing fast, and that's a testament to each and every one of you. Shout out to the realest of the real. We reached a new milestone this past Sunday with 50K subscribers. You love to see it. So 100% free, doesn't cost you anything. You just got to subscribe, and that way you won't miss a moment because we've got daily Dolphins content. We've got live watch parties and live shows as well. It's always a good time. Oh, no, I won't sing, but you get the idea. YouTube.com slash Dolphins News. Subscribe today. You'll be glad you did on Dolphins Today. And there hey we go. Hey Chugs, I want you to weigh in on this one, man. Ooh. Chase Claypool is like a strange anomaly that no one can really figure out. Is it the rookie Chase Claypool that had nine touchdowns for the Steelers? Yeah. Or is it the guy that wore out his welcome ever so quickly in Chicago? It's somewhere in between. Where are we at with Chase Claypool? Stock up or down? I mean, it's. I would say stock up. <coughs> and here's my reason. Oh, I, mean, I need some water. Hold on. Yeah, yeah. While you're doing that, shout out to Sherry May. I see you in the chat. Ooh. There we go. All right. Another question in the chat is Chris Brooks coming back. He's still on IR and has not started he, practice. He so. got a hey, with those kinds of, kinds of questions, we have a mailbag coming up. Yeah, that's a great point. So great you gotta point. get those questions in using hashtag dolphins or super chat. Oh, Chad Jones is in the chat as well. Shout out to Chad Jones. But hey, Dolphins today. Legend. Go, going back to your question to me. Stock up, stock down. Yes. Stock up. Chase Claypool, stock up, and I'll tell you why. Because you're already on the floor. You, your stock can't get lower. You got <laughs> traded for a second-round pick. To Chicago. To Chicago. Yes. And then you got traded for a bag of potato chips <laughs> to the Dolphins. So your stock is already at an all-time low, 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 low. Low, 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 low. Your stock is at an all-time low. There's no lower you can get. I mean, it's like the famous saying, like, you hit rock bottom. Yeah. So his stock is going to have to go up. The only thing, and I get exactly what you're saying, but I just want to make sure I make it clear. It's not rock bottom. It was rock bottom in Chicago. That's why they traded him, and he got a new opportunity. Well, yeah, I was about to say. Where he was with Chicago yes. and then coming over to Miami, he was at rock bottom. Right, right. So right. the only place he can go is up. Because, I mean, you, you didn't give up anything for him. So the expectations are already low. They're already – you're like, if you don't 
see Chase Claypool on the team next year, I don't think a lot of people are going to be like, <gasps> right, right. Like, it's Chase Claypool. Like, you, you traded a wa- an old washing machine for him. So, <laughs> the old Jackie Moon style. Yeah. So, I think the stock is has to be up. And if there's anybody that can, you know, get the most out of his talents, find creative ways to, you know, because there's a reason why he was traded for a second-round pick. There's a reason why he was an early pick in the draft with the Steelers. He's got a unique blend of size and speed. Mm-hmm. If he can find a way to use that, if the Dolphins can find a way to, like, really hone in on that, I think he could be somewhat dangerous in this offense. And I don't know. This is this might be wishful thinking. It happens all the time in college football. You, you know this better than I do. If they can find some way to this offseason – have him gain muscle, have him gain some weight. Maybe a tight end? Yeah, they've, they've been talking about they've that. They've been talking about him at tight end. I don't think he's beefed up enough yet. Yeah, to play tight end. Right, right. Yeah, but I think, you know, stock where it is, it's got to go up. Go up. Yeah. I don't, I don't hate that. I don't hate that one bit. We got some good questions coming in, and Chad Jones makes a good point here. Shout out to Chad Jones. He didn't love it in Chicago, which who can blame him, right? Yeah, <laughs> I can. I, I can tell you this though, we don't have enough questions. No, we don't have enough questions on the mailbag. So get in there, hashtag Dolphins or Super Chat to get your questions on the mailbag. So far, we only have about four or five questions in there. Oh no, we need, we need some more. Oh no, we need some more because it's called Chat Sports. It's not oh. called Jake Sports. It's not called Jeremy Sports. Not yet. It's not called Jeremy. Sports. I'm going to campaign and petition for yeah. that to be a, oh, an official. Oh, of course. I appreciate that. Yeah. But I want to know your questions. It could be around the Dolphins. It could be around the NFL this bye week. Let me know. What are your thoughts? Let me know. Let me know. What are your concerns? How I've seen a couple of good ones getting uh, coming in there. Um, We've got some mock draft questions. There we go. What up, Dolphins Nation 177? What's going on? Robert Richard. Chad Jones. Sherry May. Wait, who? Who? Chad Jones, New York baseball guy. How's everybody doing? What a time to be alive. Woo. Yeah, yeah. What are, you, what are your plans this weekend? No watch party, so... Glad you asked. Boys night out? What do you I am going to be hosting on the Chat Sports main page our version of NFL Red Zone, where we take you from watch party to watch party and keep you updated on everything. Chad so. Sports. I I'd be down for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Chad I, Sports? It's close to being. In fact, I think there's been meetings about that. That we're gonna call it Chad Sports. Chad Sports. All right. We need a couple more questions in there before we can start the mailbag. Or, or, do me and Reetma just arm wrestle for the rest of the time? Oh, we have been known, you guys will love this, Chugs and I have been known to do some football drills in the chat if, sports office. If we don't get enough questions, we're just going to have to arm wrestle for the rest of the time. I don't know if Reetma's ready for that. I don't know. JB with the super chat. Oh, you got to love that. There we go. Shout out to JB. We'll go ahead and start off the mailbag with that question. 
Oh, yeah, Sherry May. I feel that. What did Sherry May say? She said, still digesting all the drama from the McDaniels firing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. wild. Oh, yeah. JB, appreciate the super chat. Said if Dolphins can get things together during the bye week, do you think they can win the rest of their games? We'll break that down as the first question on the mailbag. But if you're in the chat and you haven't asked a question, check your pulse. Check your pulse because you're not alive. <laughs> Wake up. Use the hashtag Dolphins or Super Chat to get on the show. There we go. How about it? All right. Should we knock out the ones that we have, Chugs? Yeah. Let's let's go ahead and do this mailbag. Short on questions, but it's okay. We can just dive deeper into each question. I like that. All right. You ready to rock? Yeah, let's do it. Hey, it's time for an Ask Anything mailbag. No questions off limits. And I know the Dolphins are on the bye, but that's all right. We've still got plenty of pressing questions, and we're going to dive into them next. So let's knock them out. We start with a super chat question. Shout out to JB. Appreciate the love, my friend. And your question is, using that hashtag, Dolphins, if the Dolphins can get things together during the bye week, you think they can win the rest of their games. Wow. The rest of their games. That's, that would be a tall, tall ask. And I, I have done some thinking on this because if you remember my Chiefs preview or my preview before the game against the Chiefs, I thought the Dolphins would win that game. Obviously, they did not. But I predicted a 13-4 and record for this Dolphins team. Now, when you look at the remaining schedule, there are some tough games on there. The Jets, I don't know what to make of them. Offense is terrible, defense is good. But you look at the left side between weeks 12 through or 11 through 14, I think you can chalk up, chalk up W's for all of those. I'm feeling confident. Now, where it gets really tough are those last three games. I love that both the Cowboys and Bills are at home because we know how good the Dolphins have been at Hard Rock Stadium, 16-2 and in their last 18. But that tough one, on the road against the Ravens. So I'm not calling that an L by any means. I'm just saying that Ravens have looked really good as one of the best teams in the AFC. Plus, you're on the road there. But I still feel good about that 13-4 and record prediction despite losing to the Chiefs and needing to win all but one of their next games of the rest of their games after the bye week. And so I'll go with that. I'll stick with 13-4. and four. Like you mentioned, the team's getting really healthy, and they have a lot of their weapons returning after the bye week. This is from Himothy. Hi, Himothy. Shalomet. Hopefully I'm pronouncing that correctly. Only way the Dolphins win a playoff game is if they get home field advantage. Well, that's a declarative statement. On our Ask Anything mailbag, and that's okay. Here are my thoughts. Obviously, home field advantage would be ideal. And when you say Miami, you're talking Super Bowl. So let's go ahead and take it a step further. Not just winning a playoff game, but how about a Super Bowl, if you will. And I think home field advantage would help with that. If they can get to 13-4, and four, I don't know if that would bode for a first-round buy and home field advantage all the way throughout, but it certainly would give them a chance, depending on what happens with Kansas City and the Baltimore Ravens, and really the rest of the AFC, because the AFC is loaded. Now, 
I like their chances at home, of course. 16-2 and in their last 18 games at Hard Rock Stadium, like I mentioned. But I don't doubt this team's, ability, this team's ability to go on the road and earn a playoff win. It's tough to win on the road. It's tough to win on the road in the playoffs. But if anyone can do it, it's the Miami Dolphins. I believe in them. But I ask you, what are the odds the Dolphins win the division? Scale it for me. One through 100. You're 100% sure they'll win the division? Type 100 in there. I'm feeling pretty close to 100% sure, but I want to hear from you. Chad Jones has made his way into the chat and the Ask Anything mailbag. Shout out to an Aqua Club member, Chad Jones. Appreciate you tuning in to this edition. And the question is, with the offense down a little, you think they should spread the ball to different receivers. Very interesting discussion here. In fact, we had a discussion yesterday about who will emerge as that viable third option for Tua Tungavaloa in the passing game because at times this season, that's been a weakness of the offense. You take away Tyreek Hill, and you take away Jalen Waddell. Who's that third guy? Both Moster and Achan have proven the ability to catch the ball out of the backfield. But in that third receiver spot, I've seen some improvements and some progress from Cedric Wilson. Braxton Berrios is a guy that gets a lot of love. He's a fan favorite, the punt returner and everything. But he has struggled kind of getting off jams and hasn't necessarily been able to get open. Durham Smythe, a guy that you might think could get more involved in the passing game. And like we talked about earlier, maybe it's Chase Claypool. There are a lot of options out there for who can step up to be additional options in the passing game for Tua Tagovailoa, And so he's not just, you know, honing in on just Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell. So I like what I've seen out of Cedric Wilson. And at times against Kansas City, he was open and creating that separation, but Tua was unable to get him the ball. Braxton Berrios, I want to see a little bit more out of him, although I love his role as kind of that energizer bunny, kind of that glue guy, and then a guy that can play special teams as well. And Chase Claypool, maybe, maybe we see the Chase Claypool of old, and he becomes that viable third option. Want to thank Prize Picks for sponsoring today's show. I love Prize Picks. I'm not. I mean, there's no other way to put it. It's the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. It is awesome, and it's really easy to use as well. You simply pick more or less on a player's projected stat, and that's when the fun begins because you're not competing against you know a, a survivor pool of fifty thousand people or a bunch of experts and a bunch of sharps. No, you're just going against the projections and the projected stats. And new this year, with basketball season here, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the Specials League, which is a league that was created specifically for combo projections and includes two or more players from different sports. So let's say, for example, I want to go with LeBron James and Tyreek Hill at a 10.5 combo of three-pointers made and receptions. I'll pick more on that. You got the Cheetah. You got the King James. You have a lot of fun. But you get the idea. We're doing a little basketball, a little bit of football, but that is new with Prize Picks. They always got new stuff cooking up because they're the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform. So don't waste any time. Go to prizepicks.com slash CLNS and start your account today. For being a Dolphins fan, we've got a $100 deposit match for you at pricepicks.com slash CLNS. 
So we always make it easy on you. We put that link in the chat as well as the description of today's video. But one more time, just in case, just want to make sure you're listening, pricepicks.com slash CLNS. A couple more questions to get to from Ruski237. Using that hashtag Dolphins, when will you do a way too early mock draft for Miami? Should the Dolphins draft a wide receiver like Xavier Worthy or something else? Very good question. It's never too early to start talking about mock drafts. I'm not going to get too crazy and get into the second or third rounds. And here's an interesting name for you. And I don't know if he'll fall this far because ideally the Dolphins will be picking in the latter half of the draft and not have an early pick. But Brock Bowers, the tight end out of Georgia, he actually got injured, so I'm not sure how that will impact his draft stock. And like I said, he's probably maybe a top 10 pick, maybe somewhere between 10 and 15. So I don't think the Dolphins will be picking that close to the top of the draft. But if they are, Brock Bowers would be an awesome weapon to add. But perhaps you think that the Dolphins will add a little depth to the offense, maybe go offensive or defensive line in that first round. But we'll get some mock draft stuff going. But that's my way too early mock draft to keep your eye on for the Miami Dolphins. From the Chef Jew, what's happening? Love this question here. Do you believe that we will have any pro bowlers at the end of the season? I sure do. Uh, I think that list could be lengthy. I mean, in my opinion, all the Dolphins are Pro Bowlers. But for sure, I know he hasn't played a lot of games yet, but with the name and the resume of the past, starting on the defensive side, if Jalen Ramsey continues to make the impact that he has, I think he'll be named to a Pro Bowl. Javon Holland, like we talked about, top-ranked safety on pro football focus. Bradley Chubb certainly playing at a Pro Bowl level with the production he's had. Sacks in, consec in four consecutive games as well as four forced fumbles to lead the NFL. So Bradley Chubb is going to be on there defensively. And maybe even Zach Zeeler and Christian Wilkins on the interior defensive line. Uh, they played really well. Now there's a lot of big names on that go in as the defensive linemen. But, you know, they at least would be up for a discussion in my opinion. And then on offense, who am I kidding? Tua at times has played like an MVP. Tyreek Hill has put up MVP-type numbers. And Raheem Mostert, as in his total touchdowns, you can't leave him off the Pro Bowl squad. He's been incredible as well. And if Devon Achan gets back and has uh, the same impact that he had in the first four games of his career, I think he's at a Pro Bowl level as well. From Christopher, Christopher, why can't Tua and Connor seem to get on the same page with these snaps? Yes. Probably should have gotten this or gotten to this earlier. My apologies, but it kind of is an elephant in the room, if you will. I went back and watched that final snap on the fourth down play. I don't want to exaggerate, but 100,000 times from every possible angle. And I don't want this to turn into a picking side thing, if it's Tua's fault, if it's Connor Williams' fault, because I do think it's behind them. But I think Tua's got to make that catch. I don't think it was that bad of a snap. My humble opinion, I'm just one person. But again, here we are midway through the following week. Dolphins are on a bye week. It doesn't really matter. And I think it was, in fact, on Tua. But it's not the first time they've had some center quarterback exchange problems. They had a few in the first couple weeks as well. I think it's a work in progress as well. And it's, it's coming along. I'm not too worried about you about it. But be honest with me, and shout out to Jeremy Chuggs for this one, our producer today on the ones and twos. He wants to play the blame game, so 
So why not? It's a hypothetical situation. We've turned the page anyways, but just for good measure. Who do you blame for the fumbled snap against the Chiefs on fourth down? Type T for Tua or C for Connor Williams. But remember, we're a team. We're a team no matter what. So we're moving on. We're moving on. From NY Baseball Guy, how about moving Williams to left guard and Eichenberg at center? I don't think it's the worst idea I've ever heard, although I read the comments. I read all around the Dolphins community, message boards, whatever it may be. Try to have my pulse on everything that's happening with the Aqua and Orange. And vast majority of people do not like Liam Eikenberg. I mean, I hate to say it that way, and it sounds a little bit personal, but he just has not played very well. Um, he's a little bit better against Kansas City, but at, at a time this year, I think it was following the Buffalo game, he was the lowest-graded offensive lineman on pro football focus. And I keep bringing up pro football focus, especially as it relates to offensive and defensive line play, because they really do take a look at the tape and measure more than just what meets the eye, statistically speaking. And Eichenberg just hasn't really been good. I don't think you want to make a living with Eichenberg as your center. So that, that's my thoughts on that. From Sherry May, what's happening, Sherry May? When is Craycraft expected to return? Very good question. I took some notes on this just in case I was asked because it, it, it's, it's not an answer that just is as simple as, oh, he's coming back for the next game. Remember, when you go on IR, that stands for injured reserve, you're taken off the 53-man roster, but when you return to practice like River Craycraft has, you have a 21-day window to be then added back to the 53-man roster. And River Craycraft has been practicing for two weeks now, so that 21-day window is condensing. There's only a week left. So it's one of those something's got to give conversations, and I do believe, and based on Mike McDaniel's comments, I do believe we're going to be, I'll use his words, in fact, sooner rather than later. That's what Mike McDaniel said about it. But that window, that 21-day window, only has a week left. So, you know, with the bye week, there's time, but you want to bring back River Craycraft to the active roster so that he can, again, be a part of this wide receiver room and add that depth to the wide receiver room. So he's been practicing for two weeks now, and I think sooner rather than later is the best way to answer that. From Finn's Fan for Life, I wish the Dolphins would have kept Gasecki. Interesting, because we see him with the Patriots now, and I think it was ironic he caught a game-winning touchdown a couple weeks ago, maybe against Buffalo. Yes, yes, it was against Buffalo. Started doing the gritty, one of the, the worst gritties you will see, but that's neither here nor there. I think Durham Smythe has played well as a tight end, and then what, something that gets overlooked a little bit, Julian Hill, the backup tight end, has been a really good run-blocking tight end for this Dolphins team. And so again, it's not something that's going to show up in the stats all the time, but the way Julian Hill has blocked from the tight end position has been a value add for this offense. So that's fine. I mean, I don't hate that opinion, but I, I certainly don't share it. From JB, at this point in the season, how do you see the final AFC standings playing out? Very interesting. Glad you asked because I looked up the odds to this earlier today, and the Dolphins are certainly the favorite, right around minus 200, you know, not quite even, I'm sorry, plus 200, not quite even money, but close to it. And right behind them are the Buffalo Bills at yeah, 225, 250, depending on which sports book you're doing your shopping at. 
But the point being, Buffalo and Miami, I think, have established themselves as the two-team race for the AFC East title. And I like, I mean, I know Buffalo won the head-to-head, but Buffalo's played a lot of nationally televised games, and so you're able to watch Buffalo a lot. And I just don't think they are the Bills of years past. I think the window to win for Buffalo has come and gone. And yeah, Josh Allen is still Josh Allen. He's you know one of the best quarterbacks and an impact player, of course, does things that nobody else can do type of thing. But I don't see Buffalo as the team to beat in the AFC East. I think it's Miami, and the odds would reflect that as well. Obviously, the Patriots are a dumpster fire, and the Jets are just kind of the Jets, I guess. Terrible offense and a good defense. And I know Aaron Rodgers is trying to come back uh, sooner rather than later from that Achilles injury, but you still got to have somebody to block for him. The offensive line for the Jets is just not good, and that's how Rodgers got hurt in the first place. So the best way I think I can answer that question is I think it'll be almost as it stands right now. Dolphins first, followed by the Bills, Jets, and then the Patriots at the bottom. All right, never miss a moment. Wall-to-wall coverage, one-stop shop for all things Dolphins. That's what it's all about at Dolphins today. Like I mentioned earlier, we're experiencing all kinds of growth, which is awesome, a testament to each and every one of you out there. So shout out to all of our new subscribers that have helped us reach that 50K goal. 50,000 subscribers, largest Dolphins YouTube community. And that's what we are, community, a family, a place to get your Dolphins news, a place to get your Dolphins rumors, a place to watch the games, commemorate with each and every one of us. And that's what it's all about. Love you guys. Always have, always will. Go Dolphins forever. And thanks for subscribing to the channel.